0: The company makes vinegar and that's wonderful and we're passionate about it, but we're passionate about life and and making our lives better. And that is giving people opportunity. Everyone who works for me is on a journey and I'm privileged to be on that journey with them.
1: This is The Producers. I'm Danny Vallant. What makes someone go into vinegar production? and what keeps them in love with their business every single day. Today on The Producers, we talk to Ian Henderson, owner of Australian Vinegar, which also makes the artisan Lira brand. Ian shares his extraordinary foundation story and the values that power his business.
0: Yeah, hi, my name's Ian Henderson. I'm the owner, founder and the principal vinegar maker at Australian Vinegar. Uh, I started making vinegar 15 years ago now. Uh, But prior to that, I was um, working in the IT industry. I did a mathematics and physics degree, Um, worked in IT, worked in very large databases for some really large corporations and government departments, Um, married the daughter of a winemaker, started heading out to the wineries on the weekends, fell in love with the region, winemaking. I went back and studied winemaking at university, Um, graduated from that, worked as a winemaker for about eight years before I actually got into my vinegar making career uh, in about 2004. Look, initially it was an opportunity, uh, I got a random phone call from a friend in America who uh, rang and asked me if we would make vinegar for her new business to import food into the US. And I was working as a winemaker, this was back in the uh, early 2000s, we had a glut of wine like most wineries did at that time. Um, I was looking for a bit of a challenge and I said sure, I'll give this a go. I'd I honestly figured that it can't be that hard to make vinegar. I mean, I got an A in the subject of university for how to stop, you know, vinegar happening. So I figured all I had to do was just not do the things I was told to do, and vinegar would happen. But it's actually much harder than that. Um, knowing how to stop something and knowing how to do it are are not inverse skills. They're completely different skills. So I um, spent 18 months uh, learning how to make vinegar. I I downloaded a book from the internet in German and translated it using Google, and you shouldn't do that because you'll make a lot of mistakes. And I uh, I spent 18 months, uh, manufactured some of my own equipment. I started on the dirt floor of a tractor shed. I backed out a tractor, got four barrels. I uh, got a little bit of the vinegar mother out of a barrel that my parents-in-law had on their family farm. And... Uh, Yeah, I was a vinegar maker. 18 months later, a lot of German translation, Um, I made my first batch of vinegar. It was 70 litres of vinegar, so a few hundred bottles. Filled them by hand, labelled them by hand, used a little rubber mallet to bash the stoppers in the top, sent it off to my agent in the US. They exhibited them at a, um, a very large food show in the US, and the very first person who came by to that food show on day one was the buyer from Whole Foods, and... Within 11 months, um, by the time that next show came around, we were in 600 Whole Foods in the US um, on our way to a couple of thousand grocery stores and we've never looked back since.
1: Winemakers sometimes make vinegar by accident. But when you make vinegar on purpose, at scale, for international markets, harnessing those organisms is deliberate, careful and utterly rigorous.
0: It comes back to who are we, really. You know, um, my company, Australian Vinegar, we're a bunch of science geeks who make food. Vinegar is not spoiled wine. Um, a lot of people think it's just offline and we just let things spoil. We don't distill, we don't spoil, we don't wait. We actively and deliberately make vinegar through a two-step fermentation process. So the first step of vinegar making is you start with a sugar. Now that sugar could be apple juice, grape juice, it might be actual real sugar, it could be pineapple juice, it could be any juice, a sugar. Yeasts eat sugar to make alcohols. And then we use a bacteria that eats alcohol and turns into acid so apple juice becomes apple cider alcoholic becomes apple cider vinegar which is acidic so we typically work with um, grapes and apples as our main source and if we're making that plain white cleaning vinegar we'll just start with pure ethanol but we've done pumpkins tomatoes strawberries stone fruit a lot of waste stream processing so it's a two-stage fermentation process we don't wait for it to happen i mean you can just stick an apple on your kitchen bench and if you wait long enough, it will become apple cider vinegar before your eyes. But that takes a fair amount of time. We do this very deliberately using a lot of very expensive equipment, a lot of scientific principles, a lot of laboratory work and a very, very clean, um, sterile, eat off the floor clean environment because we're dealing with spoilage organisms and we want to make sure that they are the only ones that are growing, not the pathogenic spoilage organisms.
1: Lyra sounds lyrical. But there's a very personal story behind it how did the company get its name and what's the difference between the artisan brand and the commercial lines our
0: first market was the us we wanted a name that reflected uh, artisan small you know unique boutique but i also liked you know one word strong names i didn't want to be something estate something creek something valley i wanted you to know our name by the one word name that it is you know it's ford it's toyota it's qantas it's mcdonald's you know those one word names uh, we also wanted to sort of sound european because we're a new world australian entrant and all of our competitors on the shelf are italian uh, french you know austrian german so we came up with the name lira which is actually our family name my son is liam uh, i'm ian my wife is robin and my daughter is anna and we're all hendersons so it's lirah Lyra it's just a name but it's a little bit of my family written on every single bottle we make. Um, Over time we've grown from doing just retail and food service products which is you know for chefs uh, into doing um, large-scale vinegar for industrial food manufacturers. People make pickles and chutneys and sauces and relishes and mayonnaises and we supply um, enormous grocery stores um, here and overseas with products so the Lyra artisan name has become our artisan brand and Australian Vinegar is our company, but that's what we're known by with the, the, the food manufacturing trade.
1: The Queensland location of the company has benefits for the business in terms of logistics and access to materials and markets, but also for the lifestyles of the people who work here.
0: We're located in Stanthorpe, which is... Uh, Two and a half hours drive southwest of Brisbane, pretty much on the New South Wales border, uh, directly inland from Byron Bay, but up in the mountains. So um, we're at about a thousand metres altitude, it's cold. Um, we get snow most years. Um, we're not the typical Queensland climate. We like being out here for a couple of reasons. Logistically, you know, freight wise, um, there's three highways that, that leave our town. One goes to Sydney, one goes to Brisbane, one goes to Melbourne. So you can drive to any of those capital cities without having to route through another one. So logistically, it's a great place to be. Lifestyle's great, housing's affordable, beautiful town to live in. We attract young families, university graduates, people who move to our town because they're looking for a place where life is important and work supports that, and that's really important to us. Um, we're also here because that's where my wife's family's from Um, so it's clean green beautiful part of the world Uh, it's a food bowl it's an enormous um, green leafy veg lettuce um, cucumber um, spinach silver beet and apple growing region so we have some direct connections to our raw materials here and we just like living here like if you're gonna if you're gonna do something do it in a place that you love From the road, I guess we look like a complex of um, half a dozen very large warehouses. Uh, But when you go inside, most people, when they walk inside, will go, wow, I can smell the vinegar. And to be honest, we can't smell it anymore. It's just the back... It smells like work. It's the background smell for our daily lives. But you'll see lots of very large stainless steel tanks, lots of moving equipment, lots of forklifts driving around. Uh, you rarely, if ever, see vinegar. Um, everything's done in closed tanks. We don't have any big open vats of things that you can see, but that's all about keeping the wrong uh, organisms out of the product. Um, if you go up into the barrel hall, uh, we have a couple of hundred barrels, which are um, old ex-wine barrels. Uh, filled with um, our Grand Reserve products. So the very best 1% of what we make goes into the barrels and it can stay in those barrels for up to 10 years before it ultimately ends up in a bottle. So we do some old barrel, slow moving stuff and some very high speed stuff as well. There's an office and we have upstairs um, a development kitchen which is a great big giant commercial kitchen um, where we can entertain but also we do product development in. But the thing that I like people to notice the most about us uh, is the people. Like, it's a we're a bunch of science geeks who make food. We love food. We're passionate about it. We take safety incredibly seriously. It's a it's an industrial workplace. We can't ever ignore that. But everyone loves vinegar, and they love working in a place that loves them. It, it's it's the it's the highlight of my life is to work with my staff.
1: Ian's business first took off in the U.S. But as a proudly Australian company, it was always the aim to supply locally. One of his first customers was leading Melbourne chef Ben Shuri, and chefs are still central to their plans and production.
0: We moved into the Australian market, um, it was about three or four years, we were a one product, one market, one customer company. So we were only doing barrel aged Shiraz getting into the US for one customer. We knew we needed to diversify, so we started doing retail product. Probably our best innovation was we started packaging vinegar into a plastic bottle. Now that's actually a whole lot harder to do than you'd think. You need to find plastics that don't react with acetic acid. Um, And we had to get tooling made and particular plastic bottles with non-reactive plastic made um, that were recyclable and available. Um, So we started making beautiful barrel-aged, fantastic vinegars for Australian chefs. So one of my first customers was Ben Shuri from Attica in Melbourne. Ben's Ben's probably the best chef in Australia, certainly the best couple of chefs in Australia, and, and all those guys use our product. And we are able to go to chefs like that with products as good as, and sometimes even better than our imported counterparts, made from 100% Australian made product, and in a kitchen friendly, safe plastic bottle. That's an offering that was just not available before. And the chefs love it. They, they love Australian, they love it's fantastic, and they love that it's safe. That got us into larger businesses, that eventually got us into making some private label product for other customers, that eventually got us into the grocery store business and into the industrial manufacturing space. But we trace all of our roots and heritage back to those very first couple of chefs that got on board with us and supported us. And we, we still support them today and we love them. It's, again, it's the thing that brings us joy. <music>
1: For a bunch of science geeks who make food, or are they an IT business that makes vinegar? Australian vinegar is all about striving for perfection. Systems and processes are key to their success, but there's definitely room for passion too. Strength and innovation. Innovation is key to Australian vinegar's success, but it's as much about company culture as tech. People, not products are the core of the business.
0: My staff will tell you I'm really easy to please. I'm happy with perfection. When you get there, you can stop. Now that sounds a bit funny, but I've recruited this amazing team. This, um, in the last four years, we've gone from five employees to 32, just in the last five years. So, um, and we recruit and gather, and um, we've built this amazing tribe, that is my company, of people who love perfection. We love things being right. Um, Everything is perfect, on color, on spec, flavor, packaging is correct, the palette is wrapped correctly every single time. We love perfection and perfection gives you reputation, but it also guarantees food safety as well. And and that's who we are. And that all came out of my large company IT background, which is lots of process, lots of record keeping, lots of systems. Uh, And we also joke that we're an IT company that makes vinegar, we have tons of IT. Uh, i think we have more pcs than people um, so we like being perfect but that said we we're also jekyll and hyde people as well we'll do sh- large amounts of something for an industrial customer and then we'll flip over in the afternoon and there'll be f- the five vinegar makers all gathered around the lab bench smelling and tasting this our our seven-year barrel aged grand reserve chardonnay and we are fussing over it and trimming it and changing it and getting it just perfect. And we're looking to bottle 300 litres of it, like one barrel. So we love the artisan part. We just do it with a high degree of perfection. We never get the same batch of wine or the same batch of apples twice. It's always different. Yet we have to deliver out to the customers exactly perfect on-spec product every single time. And so for us, the art is landing at the same point every time from a different starting point. And when I was working in wine, I had to land at the best place I could get from a different starting point every time. I don't think either of those skills is more difficult. It's just a different mindset to what we do is is making sure that and we are we're never the hero of the dish. That's probably the... That's probably the the bad side of being a vinegar maker. We're the drummer at the back of the band. You know, we never get to be the front man. No one ever, no one ever talks about you know how wonderful that vinegar was. You know, in that dish, they the it's always the oyster or the lamb or maybe the vegetables it's the hero. But vinegar is a really powerful ingredient. It has the ability to substantially change the end result of the food you're cooking simply because it's acidic. That's why you use it. So. If you're using a really powerful ingredient, it better be perfect every time, so that the hero, the oyster or the lamb can shine. That's our job.
1: Innovation is key to Australian Vinegar's success, but it's as much about company culture as tech. People, not products, are the core of the business.
0: The biggest strength of our company is our is our innovation, but really like any business, it's our people. So we go to great lengths to maintain the culture. Like, my my staff is my family I care about people who care about me and we engage deeply with our staff so we make sure everyone matches their life and their and their work together so we do lots of things like free if everybody gets free staff lunch on a Wednesday we call it comfort food Wednesday so everyone gets lunch on a Wednesday that's the good news the bad news is every 25 weeks or so it's your turn to cook for everybody so everybody cooks for everybody at least twice a year It's a chance to show we care. It's a chance to show that we are great cooks. And also it's an appreciation of some of the challenges our customers have of catering for large people. So Comfort Food Wednesday is a tradition. We do three Christmas parties a year. Everyone gets a cake on their birthday, but we draw from the hat who will make each other's cake um, every year, so everyone makes a cake and gets a cake. We have our own in-language, have our own traditions. We have our own um, celebration. Um, We... We have kids in the workplace all the time. During school pickup time, these kids sitting around. We have desks allocated for kids to do homework. During COVID, we actually allocated the back half of the office. We set up a school in the back half of the office. So while kids couldn't go to school, they were coming to our work and we set up a school yard and we made sure they had lunch every day. Um, And so we ran school in the workplace for six months. Um, There's always, there is always ice creams in the fridge. So there is free ice creams in the fridge all the time, and for the month of December, we get the traditional Santa lolly bowl out, and we promise that the lolly bowl will not go empty during December, but my staff are really stretching the lolly budget this year. It's, um, so that's the, that's the people we are. We care about each other, and, um, and, and it comes through in the product. The care for each other comes through in the product.
1: Australians use a lot less vinegar than other nationalities, so there's plenty of scope to grow. What qualities can vinegar bring to a dish and how can it release new aromas and flavours?
0: Australians know vinegar. They know they can put it on a salad, but they don't realise the other places they can use it. Australian consumption in vinegar is somewhere around the 1.8 to 2 litres per person per year. And in Europe, it's like 12 litres per person per year. So we clearly have a lot of room to grow. Uh, Any any qualified French chef will tell you there's only four ingredients to every dish. There's a sugar, a salt, an acid and a fat. That's it. There's only four ingredients. Sugars is the sexy part of food. It's what you taste. You know, we love that it sits on your tongue and it gives you flavour. the oils, the fats, is what holds flavour in your mouth. You know, you can't spit oil out. It must be an oil of some sort. And that oil could be the, you know, the pork chop, you know, has that, the fattiness to it. There's always a the salt. Salt does some really clever electrochemistry that actually changes and modifies food. You know, if you put salt on a steak, it doesn't taste like salt. It makes the steak taste different. And vinegar, by acidifying food, releases new aromas and flavours. So, And if any one of those dishes sticks out, then then you've done it wrong. It's about balance. There should be sugar, salt, acid and fat in perfect harmony. That's why you put a knob of butter on the top of your risotto. The risotto needs oil. It needs something to hold in your mouth. So teaching people to cook with four ingredients, sugar, salt, acid, fat, is one of my passions for cooking. Now, it doesn't have to be vinegar. It could be the capers you're using. It could be a splash of wine or verjuice or it could be a squeeze of lemon juice. But you need to put acid in every dish at least just a little bit It's about balance. And if you can taste the vinegar, you've used too much. But it needs to be there.
1: Ian Henderson makes dozens of vinegars, and there are always more on the go. But does he have a favourite? And how does he love to use it?
0: My my, my childhood love is still my, you know, Grand Reserve, Barrel Age, Chardonnay vinegar. There is nothing in that product that didn't grow on a grapevine in Australia. We took grapes and we use juice from the grapes, wine from the grapes, and we spend 10 years in a Chardonnay barrel and turn it into a product. It's the it's the epitome of an amazing product made with just one ingredient, and that's Australian Chardonnay. That's the stuff I love making. It's one of those products where less is more. It's two drops on an oyster. Makes an amazing difference, the oyster. Not so much that the beef pickled the oyster, but just enough to get that Beautiful salty oyster acid balance right. Um, It's a few drops on the top of your green beans with a bit of butter on it when it comes out of the steamer. Um, It's a couple drops in your mashed potato. It's a a couple of drops on your fish instead of a lemon juice. That's where it really comes into its own. You get that acid, you get the chemistry that makes the food smell and taste different, but you get this beautiful, genuine, fruit of the vine Chardonnay character. That's my (laughs) favourite.
1: It was a Churchill scholarship that enabled Ian to undertake further study in Europe and then bring specialist knowledge back to Australia.
0: I was incredibly lucky in 2006 to win a Winston Churchill Memorial Fellowship, so I'm a Churchill Fellow, and there's only about 3,000 Churchill Fellows in Australia. And that was a scholarship that enabled me to go to Europe. I completed my studies in Austria, and then I got to work in Italy in Modena, and I got to work in Spain making sherry vinegar and it enabled me to go overseas to learn something that I couldn't learn here and bring that knowledge back and make Australian better. I could not be any more grateful to the Churchill Fellows for that ability to go and learn that and I'm set out every day to repay that by making the Australian food industry better for the knowledge that they gave me. I had the opportunity when I was working there, I worked at the house of Giuliani, and um, I was invited to taste the 350-year-old balsamic out of the barrel. And if I close my eyes, I can still imagine what it tasted like. I couldn't believe that a 350-year-old product was so intensely fruity. You would think 300-year-old anything would be brown leather, nutty. This was, this was fruit compressed over time. It was incredible. I... I'm trying to recreate it, but I don't have 350 years to do so, but you know, I'm 15 years into my traditional balsamic making process.
1: The power of acid drives Ian in a culinary sense, but landing on this engaging and enriching career was quite literally life-saving, helping Ian to recover from depression and find structure, purpose and meaning
0: i love vinegar because i enjoy cooking with it it's an amazing ingredient and vinegar is like running a magnifying glass across your food anything that's good in your food will become better when you acidify it and anything that's bad in your food becomes worse because the acidification of your food will bring out all of the true aromas that are in there so when you make a great dish and you splash that little bit of vinegar across or it's that squeeze of lemon juice if it's not vinegar the power of acid and its ability to change a dish is what inspires me when I cook, but the other thing I love about vinegar is vinegar is the thing that I get up every day and do. I love the challenge of vinegar. I love the business of vinegar. I love the people I work with making vinegar. It's it's this common thread that runs through the entire part of my life, and vinegar is also the thing that saved my life. To be honest, I was in in 2002. I was in the middle of some uh, very serious mental depression, and the ability to go and find something new, to, to make a start and create something for myself and recreate my life again through vinegar and through the people that I surround myself with today is is truly was life saving. And I have the ability to bring a whole bunch of people and my staff along with me on the journey as we, as we continue to make ourselves better humans. I was in a very severe place of of depression. Um, I was trapped. I was stuck. I didn't know where I wanted to be. I knew I wanted to do something, but I knew I didn't want to be where I was. And that one phone call from my friend in the U.S. truly was the opportunity for me to make a break, to get out, to go and craft my own world, to, to create a place where I could put structure and discipline and systems and processes in place and at the same time be creative and innovative and passionate about something. So vinegar was, vinegar and ultimately Lyra and then Australian Vinegar the company and now into the kombucha space. Is my chance for me to do things that we truly love. Now if I, if I could give anyone career advice is just go do things that you truly love. If you can just for a second ignore the, the money for a section, the revenue, and focus on what it is I truly want to do, the money will come. You will be able to find a way to survive and you won't really care about the money anymore. You'll only worry about how good is my life and how much can I affect other people around me.
1: Australian Vinegar is a complex and dynamic company with much to occupy its founder. So what are the aspects that keep Ian passionate, excited and fulfilled?
0: We love love everything about what we do. So yes, we have some very large, high-volume products that we make incredibly consistently. And yes, it keeps the lights on and and keeps the business going. And that high-volume stuff allows us to do two things. It allows us to run this artisan product, very small scale, really beautiful, the best vinegars we make, which is truly where our love and passion is. And it also allows us to run our R&D program. So we have an active R&D program. We have an R&D league. We have a strategic alliance with um, two universities. Uh, We've had PhD level researchers working in our company on site doing vinegar fermentation research. We allocate uh, some years up to 12% of our total costs going to pure and applied R&D. No one else we know in Australia is doing the level of fermentation R&D that we do. Um, It's our way of making the world just a little bit better by increasing the knowledge of fermentation and particular bacterial fermentation we're doing work in uh, food waste rec- reclamation we're doing work in using those uh, the ugly fruits the, the the small and large and the and the undesirable varieties and turning those into um, either industrial agricultural or culinary products um, the R&;D stuff and that as I said that science geek who makes food is if you really want to dig to the deep down levels of what we do that's the stuff that truly brings us joy. It's taking our smart knowledge and making vinegar slightly better for everybody. Uh, it's, it's very much the culture of our business, which is continuous improvement and high expectations. We set ourselves goals and we hold ourselves accountable to it. That's the culture of the company, the love of food, and our ability to go make really awesome product every single day. That's, that's Australian Vinegar. I, I used to say that vinegar was my life, but it's not that simple anymore. I, I think these days that what, what gets me out of bed and what keeps me alive is my staff. It's my team. It's the people that, that that support me and share this journey with me. And I need to give that back at least as strong as they give it to me, if not more. So the, the stuff that really brings me joy is giving high school graduates their first job and putting them on traineeships. It's finding people who have been unemployed for a long time and actually give them a break, or putting people in a job where they can buy their first home. Um, you know, we've got people getting married, we have people buying their first home. We've got people growing and having, having children and growing families, people moving to town and starting new lives. It's, the company makes vinegar and that's wonderful and we're passionate about it, but we're passionate about life and, and making our lives better. And that is giving people opportunity. everyone who works for me is on a journey and i'm privileged for ian henderson vinegar
1: is so much more than for ian henderson vinegar is so much more than an acidic spine for culinary sprinkling it's a way to enact his values connect with broad communities and engage his senses every single day This is the producers a deep in the weeds production. I'm Danny Vallant. Stay tuned as we talk to some of Australia's best farmers, makers, and growers. Follow us on Instagram at producers podcast or contact us via deepintheweeds.com.au.